Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised, there are adult themes discussed throughout. Don't say we didn't warn you. Hello, and welcome to my new podcast, And She Was... I'm Julie Wilson-Nimmo, and I just love the chat more than life itself. I can't get enough of it. As a Scottish actress, I've had to shout that wee bit louder to be heard in a male-skewed industry and channel my inner gallusness, if that's even a word. I love gabby, feisty women, and I'm fascinated as how they got to where they are today. So during this strange and almost liberating lockdown period of late, I gave myself the challenge of pulling together some inspirational Scottish women, finding out their stories and letting their souls sing free in front of a microphone, basically. As you can imagine, it's been a technical nightmare. And if it wasn't for my teenage sons pressing a combination of buttons and seconds, which took me days to work out, I'd still be sounding like Cher under the Clyde Tunnel. So thanks to my lovely sons, Benny and Chevy, you can now hear me clearly. My first guest in this podcast series is the wonderful Scottish actress Daniela Nardini, who exploded onto British TV screens in 1996 as the feisty character Anna in the groundbreaking series This Life. The show's just been repeated on BBC4 to a whole new generation of fans who just can't get enough of it. I personally have admired her for years, and I don't really know her at all, so this is a dream come true for me. Okay, so we've had lots of technical stuff to iron out before we got me covered with pillows in my back room, all hooked up, and Daniela all comfy at her kitchen table to record in Glasgow. Is Daniela just as incredibly fearless now as she was then back in the late 90s? Well, let's find out. This is the result of our very frank and honest chat. Enjoy. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> Kid, no, none of that happened. None of the tech stuff happened. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I've left a child in bed. She's just a bism. Oh, really? Still sleeping? And she's, she's how old now? I'm going to say 13. Is that, is that about right? 13, yeah. Oh, she's wow. 13. So you're hitting the teens just now with her? Yeah, sometimes one goes into a mood and it's quite hard for her to get back out of it. But um, (laughs) generally she's quite, she's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. And are you like pals? Is that a weird question to ask? But do you know what I mean? Do you you get on? Do you do loads of stuff together? Yeah, we're, we're quite good pals. Probably I'm considered to be far too lenient as a 
a parent um, because right. I just kind of let her do her thing. I'm not oh. na always nagging her to get off this and on that. And, right. Um, I'm a bit like my mum was with me. Okay. Which was, yeah, quite relaxed. So would you say you're a good cop? Yeah, her dad's definitely stricter. I mean, I'm a total embarrassment to her, you know, uh, <laughs> like the way I dress. Oh, no. Uh, the way I can be a bit over the top sometimes, you know, with, you know, I'm all pally with her pals, just like that. No. Uh, she hates me cuddling her pals as well. Um, oh my God. But of course I do it. I just c continuously disobey her. Of course. Are her friends aware that you're an actress, Daniela? Do they know that's what your job is? Oh, she was quite funny the other day. She went, because I'm doing this course um, in counselling. Oh yeah. And she went, Mum, I think you should just just concentrate on that now because, I mean, you're not really an actress anymore, are you? And I was like, thanks, darling. Slowly they chip away at your what confidence. What does she mean? Uh, well, I think unless you're actually doing it, you know, um, she kind of right. considers it's over for you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. quite brutal if you was your agent. I think that's you yeah. wrapped it up now. That's enough of that. But does she... Um, obviously, because you've had such an amazing and varied career, is she aware of stuff? Does she, at that age now, has she looked up online, um, you know, they can hit YouTube now and, and watch it? Is she aware of the success you've had? Let's just get out the road to this life. And, you know, does she know the, the, those sort of parts that you've played? Is she aware? She's Yeah, she's aware that... Yeah, she's aware that I've, you know, been an actress. Yeah. It was quite funny. My friend um, Pam was trying to find an article I, I, I was in and she looked up Wikipedia and it said that I had two children and one was uh, a capital DJ called Carranzo and I had him in Naples, <laughs> which is absolute nonsense. Listen, I didn't want to bring that up, but I've seen that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Well, Carranzo is, you know, he, he fled the, the, the coop and I haven't seen him since his birth, actually. Um, yeah, so I've got this son. I'd quite like to meet him. That could have set off a whole, you know, can of horrible worms here. Explain to her, that's not actually true. But um, you're talking about your daughter and if you don't mind, I'm kind of obsessed with your childhood. Um, from the point of view that you grew up in Largs, which... Um, to me, just sounds amazing. I, I grew up in East Kilbride and there's nothing wrong with East Kilbride, but to grow up by the sea, and do, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? So, um, my, my dad, well, for those who don't know, was in the ice cream business. So it was my um, great-grandfather that came from Italy. And so it went down the line and they had the big cafe at the front. So I think my dad met my mum in in, uh, in Glasgow. The first place mm -hmm. he took her was Regano's. That was oh. our first date. Um, but so she moved to Largs and then, yeah, so my childhood was in Largs. I went to St Mary's uh, Catholic School and then I went to the local Largs Academy, which is a local comprehensive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, no, it was it was a nice childhood. Yeah, um, a lot of outdoor stuff. We were just out the whole time. Come rain or shine, we were out doing doing our stuff. And yeah, and there was always ice cream for 
dessert. There was never a shortage. If I ask you nothing else in this podcast, I have to ask you, do you actually like ice cream? <laughs> I do. I love ice cream. Um, yes. Yes. And we used to go to the ice cream factory. I mean, that's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it? My mind's actually blown at the moment. Um, we'd go around to the ice cream factory and you'd get it in a bit of greaseproof paper and it was still soft. Oh. And it was just the best. That was our little treat before it went kind of really ice creamy. Um, it was this soft mixture. So you got to go to the factory before it came into the, the cafe? Yeah. Yeah. That is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, except even better. <laughs> and so did everybody know you? Obviously, the family, they were with the rest of your siblings and everything, so you got to do things like that for a treat. Um, yeah, we always had fish and chips on a Friday because at that point they had quite a few um, units. They had a fish and chip, a few fish and chip shops and, and they had the big cafe at the front. Oh. And... Yeah, and I used to, I used to go there after Italian classes, and I'd just have dinner with my dad, oh. uh, and that was our special treat away from the horrible brothers. Were you a bit of a minx, Daniela, when you were wee? Did you get away with murder? I could do no wrong. Um, there was me and my wee brother. We were kind of in two units. There was me and my younger brother Aldo, mm -hmm. and there was Pete and Nicky who were the older boys, and they just I think they were just so jealous of me that you know they just bullied me merciless, I can't say that word, mercifully. Mercilessly, um, is that yeah, it? Yeah, and got, you know, horrible nicknames. Did they batter you? Oh, yeah, they'd hold me down and smother me. Um, they would <sighs> fart in my face. They would... <laughs> but I think there's something really special about the fact that you come from a family and you're the only girl in amongst that, you know, the, the, the brothers, I think it ha must have an amazing effect on you and maybe that's how you you come across as this strong woman and you can handle yourself and stuff, and it's probably been training from being with all those brothers, oh, I yeah, suspect. I mean, you had to... It was do or die. You know, you, you just had to kind of... Because I was quite shy. I'm sure they actually ripped my confidence to shreds because they had... <laughs> my nickname was Brabbit, which was short for Brer Rabbit because I had slightly buck teeth. And oh. they just... And they would reduce me to tears. They'd just go, what is it, Brabbit? Oh. What are you saying, Brabbit? Brabbit. And then I, I just I used to be, please stop, stop them. Oh, um, no, I'm so going to were... batter them. <laughs> <laughs> and then my younger brother, they called the woman, which can you can imagine for a young boy to be called the woman. And then his pal, him and his pal were called the women. They were just so cruel. Was that because was that because I'm I'm jumping thinking in my mind, is that because they were gorgeous looking or the woman as in what they were? No, he just knew that it would upset Aldo to be called a woman rather than a boy. You know, it would up it was my older brother Pietro that was the one that found the, the really harsh nicknames. Oh. Um and you would just be stuck with it for years. I think you do find a way of uh surviving your childhood. Um and you do take it with you. Although I was very, very shy. Um, I remember when I was at drama school, I just, for the first six months, I thought, my God, I can't, I can't, I don't even have the power of speech. I just, I was just, had no confidence, which is strange because I, I, I was quite confident acting, but I wasn't very confident as a person. Although I suppose that's just part of growing up. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think my daughter's a lot more confident in herself and she's an only child. Uh -huh. So I think perhaps 
you know, she's just, she cannot stand being teased. She wouldn't have survived my childhood because she's got no sense of humour whatsoever about being teased. Oh, um, so I just think, and so occasionally I just tease her to, just to kind of harden her up a bit. But the other thing they would do, which I think is quite common, is they would imitate every single thing that came out of my mouth. So I'd go, could you pass the tomato sauce? And they go, could you pass the tomato sauce? And it just went, but every single thing that came out of my mouth. And I was like, when is this going to end? This ridicule. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think as well, when you're saying there, that's made you feel shy and a bit uncomfortable. But yet, I read a lovely, lovely quote that, that you'd said about your gorgeous dad and you when you went to the cinema when you were wee. And um, I really hope this is true and someone's not made it up, but um, you said... Um, when you looked up in the screen and you'd see people like Sophia and Lorraine and, you know, Clark Gable movies and you'd sit with your dad and you had a wee cry and said, oh, I want to be an actress. Like, that, to me, when you're wee, and I'm now getting a... a I'm envisioning you being really... You know, you're a wee minx and all the rest of it, but, you know, you're sitting there in the dark watching that going, I want to be an actress one day, and then you actually did it. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you, they were very supportive of me because um, it was... They didn't have a drama club in in Largs or at the... We didn't have drama class. Right. So it was something that just... You know, I think I was about 14. I said, you know what, I want to... I want to be an actress. And uh, I did a questionnaire at the the careers officer and she said, I'm sorry, it doesn't come back, actress. It comes back <laughs> dental hygienist. Oh, my God. And I was like... Well, that's really not in my... Uh, it's not part of my dreams. In my day, it was quite, really quite unheard of, you know, that you wanted to be an actress. It, was, it wasn't... was You know, I would think I was the only one in the town, you know, that wanted to... Oh, my gosh. I never really believed I would work as an actress. I went up to Glasgow to the, the Royal Scottish Academy sort of Saturday, which was really painful because I was shy and I just found the whole thing quite traumatising. Oh. Um, and how did you even hear about that, Daniela? Did someone put you in touch with it or a teacher or something? So my or? parents got me a tutor. So I said, I want to be an actress. And they said, right, what we should do is get you a tutor. So I got this tutor called Heather Pepler. And she used to come in and do Shakespeare with me. And then I'd go and perform that. it for my mum and dad, who'd oh clap. And the boys would just be like, oh, my God, now look at what she's up to. Um <laughs> Yeah, but isn't that amazing? I mean, you're so lucky in that respect that your parents right away got on board with that. I mean, you know, the path could have been so much different if they'd been like, oh, no, that's not happening. And especially if you're saying nobody else in your town was interested in doing that. So it's obviously been like, without fawning, it, fawning over you too much, but it is your destiny then. I mean, that, that part of your story, I, I didn't realise that. Even though you were saying you were unconfident and shy, something must have drove you on. Was it was it the, the love of when you were doing it and, and losing yourself in it that, that kept you going? Um, I think I did sway towards wanting to be a makeup artist for a wee while. And it was actually one of the brothers, the bad brothers, that said, but you always wanted to be an actress. Why do you, why you want to be in the, in the background now? Oh. And I was like, oh, that's true. Um, and so I kind of quickly re-established my dream and yeah I I mean not to sound big-headed I found that I had a bit of an aptitude for it and you know I think people were surprised you know my parents like oh do you know what she's not bad 
she's quite good at this. And, you know, I could learn lines really easily, can't now. And, you know, it just seemed to be quite easy for me. I'd just been straight from school into college. I thought, oh, something's supposed to happen. And it was just hard. It was just really uh, difficult. And do you mean after you graduated and came out and it was like, like now, now, what do we do, do you know? Yeah, I just thought it was just, I thought this is a really tough business. And then there was so many gaps mm -hmm. of unemployment and, you know, and then I think I signed on and, you know, I had other wee jobs and stuff, and I just thought, oh, I don't, I don't want this life. You know, I did, I couldn't really foresee, you know, things, you know, really working as an actress. So I thought maybe this is just not for me. So I thought about uh, teaching it. So I would, I think I'd applied to Jordan Hill, and then, then I'd heard on the grapevine there was this part going, um, for it was Anna in this life. And yeah. I thought, God, how am I going to get in there? And did and you have an agent at the time when this was happening? I did. I had Freddie Young, and then it worked out the casting director knew Liz Lockhead. And she right. said, you know, we're looking for a Scottish actress, and we just, we're just finding this part hard to cast. And Liz said, oh, you've got to see Daniela. And it was really quick. After that, I went to London, did the part. They didn't even want me to read. I said, can I please read? And wow. uh, they said, okay, that's a bit odd, but yeah, we'll let you read. And Hold on, it's a bit then, odd that you wanted to read? Yeah, they just wanted to meet. Oh, okay. And I thought, this is, just, this is just not, I've come all the way from Glasgow. I'm not going to just go away back with having, sh sh you know, shook their hands. And so I read, and then it was really quick. It was kind of a few days later, I got a call back, a recall uh -huh. or whatever, and... Then I got the part really quickly, so... But I absolutely love in that moment that something in you went, I'm not going back in that train till I've actually read something. And see, when you were reading for her, did, did, did you relate to it right away? Is it one of those stories, I'm kind of hoping it is, that when you started to read her, it was it, it, you recognised that you could do it? Did it feel right, right away? Well, I think it goes back to what you were saying about you grow up in a kind of man's world, you fight your corner, you know, because you've got to. And I think that was part of the kind of key into that character was she was ballsy and she was, she had a lot of attitude and she could give as good as she could, you know, got. So I think I utilised the bad brothers, you know. Well, it sounds like you went in there and nailed it. And then you get the callback. So the callback, did you have to do a scene with anyone else or was it just you again on your own? Yeah, with Jack Davenport, who was Miles. So they they paired me up with him, who had yeah. he'd been in about five times and read with all sorts of different actresses. Oh, my God. Um, and they were very adamant they wanted a Scottish actress. They didn't want someone to pretend to be Scottish. They wanted yes. a Scottish actress, you Great. know, for this part. And... And then we, we just really hit it off together. We were, we got on really well. And he was younger, he was only about 22. Was he? Um, so he was just, yeah, he was just out of drama school or university, you know, so. Oh, lucky um, boy. Yeah. I know he, I mean, and I think the same with Andrew Lincoln, you know, and that's something that I think there's a discrepancy. Now they're both talented guys and they've, they've, their careers have been quite plain sailing um, mm -hmm. and I do think that's because they've been allowed 
to get older and you know yes. uh, whereas as a woman you know you're, you it tends to be right okay you played a really sexy part you were young and right you can't do that anymore because you're you're not a young woman anymore you know you're a middle-aged woman and I think it's the transition is much e easier for men I'm going to have Absolutely. a real bitch about men now aren't I I don't know I just Please think bitch about men I want you to bitch about men <laughs> I think the climate is changing you, you're saying you got that part at 29 and even when I'm doing research about you all the photos that come up are you in that role and yeah. in some ways and I've heard you talking so fondly about that was one of the jobs that you loved but you've done so much more as well since then we're, we're not saying that those two great actors don't deserve the careers they had but so the path that the males seem to go on is a lot easier than what you tread isn't it? Well I think even you'll get a man his love interest is cast uh, 20 years younger than him, whereas a woman in that... It, the whole drama has to be about a woman having a relationship with a younger man. You know, it's... You just... You know, it's just not really... It's not accepted in the same way that it is for a man... For Sean Connery to be with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. someone who could be the sort of his granddaughter. Um yeah. Is there a dream role, if I, if I was your agent, right, kidding on, but if I was your agent and you came to me and I said, what do you want to do at this age, Daniela, with all your experience and everything, you've got nothing to prove, if I could cast you in something tomorrow, what would it be? It can be anything. I actually watched um, Charlize Theron in, is it Tully? Oh, my God, loved it. It's on Netflix, it's a film. I just love, and I, it's the first time in ages I thought, oh, my God, what a gift of a part that would be, you yeah. know, because she's just—it's just everything. You, you know, she's struggling with um, having a baby and her kids, and yeah, I don't know, and, and then with her relationship with her husband, everything—it just had everything in it. And I thought, God, that would be great to play a role like that. So, what? Usually, I'll see something quite often American. Um, mm -hmm. I don't tend to watch a lot of British drama. I know that's not. I just find that I know a lot of the people that are playing the parts. I don't know them well, but I'm, I'm like, I've rubbed shoulders with them or, and then I think, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get that kind of actor envy. Yeah, but maybe that makes you not lose yourself in it. Where if it's an American thing, you can turn it on and actually like lose yourself yeah. in it. And yeah. Yeah. And there's that thing about, if you see a British actress sort of playing a part that you could be doing you know I'd hate that when you go oh I wish that was me I just don't like those feelings I just find them so I tend not to kind of tune in the the break I got with this life because it was a kind of it was a groundbreaking piece of work really because it was you hadn't really seen stuff like that I think they kind of wanted a a kind of, not ER, what was the one? It could have been um, ER, it was all that kind of quick camera movements and real character-led drama, you know, so we were sort of the first to do that kind of docudrama, um, which was really refreshing for people, I think. So that was that was a good start, you know, for, for me. I just want to take the pressure off myself, just like, okay, so... I want to work, but I don't have that sort of 
desperation that, you know, I've got to be working all the time and I've started painting. Um, oh, how lovely. Which is it's my lockdown painting. Um, uh, lockdown has focused me. I know that's a terrible thing to say. I think it just because oh, I thought, right, how are you going to get get through this sort of weird time? And so I just thought, right, commit to painting. So every day I'm like, okay, get your easel out. Um, oh, wow. And Claudia's been painting as well. So it's nice that we're both doing that. You're doing um, that together? Oh my God, I wish I had a girl. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Well, she, she does it and she's painting her wardrobe. She's got like flowers all over it and it's really gorgeous. Oh, um, I'm wow. much more slapdash. I'm like, you should go to art school, Claudia. No, oh. I don't think so. Um, she doesn't want to be an actress. She must get that from you, the, the artistic Well, her dad's career. quite, I mean, he's a chef and he's, hmm. I think in a way, chefs are artists as well. They're just, you know, he's really creative in the kitchen and, um, and she sort of gets a bit of that. She seems to have got a bit of both of us and, but no, she hasn't got a, she certainly hasn't shown an interest in wanting to act. And would you be all right with that? I always remember someone saying, if my boys would do that, would you be all right with that? If she said, actually, Mum, like you did at that age, I think I want to be an actress. It'd be hard not to be very realistic about it and go, look, right. this is this is not an easy option. Yeah. I'd personally prefer it if she wasn't, because I wouldn't like her to go through the the angst and the the worry and the heartache and the you know because your heart breaks a wee bit sometimes when you've been up for something you think yeah I'm gonna get it and then you don't and it's like oh that's three weeks of your life that you've been pining and, absolutely you know that's and it can ha it could happen to me when we come out of lockdown that could happen again you know it's not it's something that it never goes go away, away does it no no and I, and I think that you're again. <laughs> fantastically honest about it because I think people go, oh, it's such a glamorous life that you lead and, you know, you shouldn't, but exactly what you've said, you imagine yourself in the part and, and all the things and and then it's like, I'm really, really sorry about with someone else and you have to go, oh, no, no problem. And it's like, how many times does that happen to us? I know, and I can just imagine if it happened to Claudia, I'd be like, oh, you know. Can't bear it. Oh, yeah, I, I would, I hope she doesn't, to be honest, because I think... She's got talent in other ways and, uh, you know, there could be something a bit more secure. You've got to be... It's the insecurity of it as well, you know, you yeah. you don't know if... You, I've known so many actors that are, that are great and they've just never had a break. No, exactly. Uh, and you just think... Because mm. it wears at your confidence, you know, slowly you're, you're chiselled away by not being productive and... Yeah. So if you were to get a job tomorrow, if I was still to be your agent and, and I was to offer you a stage role or telly or film, we, we, how do you feel about going back on stage? Do you ever, when you're talking about learning lines, I can relate to that. Like it's much harder now, isn't it? The, 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 the longer in our career, I wasn't going to say the older we get, the longer in our career we get, I get very nervous about that. Do, do you... Yeah, I mean, I haven't been on stage. I did a job, I don't know, Claudia was really young at the time. I think she was four. So this is about nine years ago. That's the last time I was on stage. Um, and so I think 
that would be really quite terrifying. Uh, I, th I think if it was the right thing. And did it put you, was it a, was it a piece that put you off or? Um, well, I did, I was supposed to do something and then I pulled out really quite, well, quite early on. And I just thought I don't, I'm not in the right place for this. I think also because I had to have a childminder and I, I hadn't had a childminder and I, I just, the whole thing just was, it just didn't flow for me. And, uh, you know, I just thought I'm best not to do this. Your question about what, what one, I'd, I'd probably, I don't know, probably it would be filming, um, would be my first choice at the moment. Um, and whether or not it's a good telly or a, a, a good film, because quite often you think, oh, film, and then it's, the reality is the pay's lousy, there's a lot hanging around. Uh, and then, but then telly's usually quite high pressured, you know, you, you, you've got to snap it out, crack it out quickly. I'm not being disrespectful to, to, to both of our careers that we've had and we've been lucky for breaks and all that and we're thankful and thank you very much for casting us. But we want something else. We want... Why, why, why aren't, you know, the, the talented women in Scotland being utilised? I think that you put your finger on it when you said grateful. I think we are, you know, as a, a nation, <laughs> we're so grateful. Um, yeah. And I think we've got to stop being so grateful. You know, there's very, very good actors in this country. And I think for women, you know, in, it's, it's, it is time to kind of go, right, who do we know that are strong women who want more control? Yes. And you don't have to be completely out of, not have any control to be an actor, but or to be an actress. Um, but I think we're expected to, that that's the norm. Yes. I, th I think there is a slight shift with with this sort of all the Me Too, you know, women going, right, we've had enough, actually. We're not going to be, you know, leered at and treated like, you know, a piece of meat anymore. Um, and it's yeah. going to be a slow process. But, yeah, I am I mean, look at the French. I think the French have got their own film industry. They've got their own um, independent voice. And I think Scotland do need more of that kind of attitude. I don't know what it would be like if we we actually went independent. Perhaps that would be the thing that would make us all kind of get more proactive. And, you know, this whole thing now that, you know, people go, oh, I've heard it, you know, that they're finally building the film studio and stuff, and, of course, that's had to be put on hold, but it's like, that's almost what we need because, let's face it, you've lived in London. You could you could have went, I'm, I'm staying down there and going back to having my career down there and only be doing things. You live here. You choose to yeah. live here for, you know, personal reasons as well. But, you know, you live here because the culture here is fantastic. The theatre here is top-notch. There's, there's amazing things for us to touch into, but yet we're still going, oh, thanks very much for two lines in your thing. It's like, we yeah. take it because we need the money sometimes. I'm sorry, but that's a fact. Yeah. You know, everyone needs to work and feed their kids. But at the same time, there's a feeling of, like come on, we need to do something else. And do you know what? I'm getting to that age where I'm going, if I have to go in there and be cheeky and go, no, this isn't good enough. Yeah, no, I think you just care less. I mean, I was asked to go up for something recently. I won't say what it was. It was like half a scene, you know, and it was to play a detective. And it was basically me going, so what What do you think of this? Or what's your name? And I thought, well, this is a piece of piss, isn't it? And then yeah, I said, well, I said to my agent, right, they can either offer me it or just forget it. And I thought, oh, 
what's happened to me? Got all attitude And he went, oh, well, they're not going to offer you. And I thought, oh. oh, this is just a joke. You know, this is a joke. It's like, go and put yourself on tape for a part that is just ridiculous. And I just thought, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then, can you imagine, you don't even get the bloody thing. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, that would still do you in, even if you didn't want it. But the fact that you're being honest about that is brilliant and it's really, really... It, it, it's, I hate to sound American. I've only lived in LA for a wee while, but it was like, it, it's inspiring to hear that because why Why are you, Why are would you do that? And also as well, Daniela, you run the risk of, with the, the career you've got behind you, of people that then watch that show and go, what's Daniela doing that? She she should yeah. be the, the do you know what I mean? So you're you're actually going with one of the only things that we've got as actresses and actors is your instinct. But we're afraid of doing that. You know, I think we're it's not in our I don't think it's in our national psyche to sort of go, No, you know, yes. I'm, I'm worth more than that. Uh-huh. And and I think that's when it has to stop and draw a line and obviously people go, Oh, it's all right for you and you've got this and that and you go, No, hold on a minute, I'm talking about you're allowed to say that about your own career because who else is going to say it to you? And actually, your agent probably would feel the same. And I bet your agent was pretty chuffed that you turned it down because you shouldn't be yeah. doing that. You you just shouldn't. Well, then you get what? Well, there's not much about. There's not. There's not. There's a, there's hardly anything about at the moment. Okay, but that's not your you know. fault. That's shite. <laughs> there should be stuff about, and you should yeah. be able to sit there. And I know people think that actresses sit at home with nine scripts in front of them. Okay, they don't. But if it's <laughs> going to be a change and we're going to take charge, then oh my god, I would love it. Imagine going. Like, We've sent you this thing. Have a wee read and what you know. They've built the character around you and stuff like that. That okay. That's stuff that dreams are made of. But that should be. We should be allowed to be thinking like that. I hate this, and I hate that you've had it. I actually do hate that you've had it going. Why am I even getting made to feel that I'm bad for turning down a kind of mousy part? I think it's also about how we view one another because the the the, the attitude that you know is that you've got to be super competitive. You've got to tear down other women. You know what women that are younger, women <sighs> that are thinner, women that are you know not as attractive. You know that you know, and I think there is a culture of like women being bad to women. And I think we've got to really unite. Yes. You know, and that we're all we're all in it together. I mean, obviously it's not like a men bashing exercises, but it's you know, good though. but it's <laughs> it is kind of the man's influence that women are, especially actor women. <laughs> you know, we're super competitive, which I don't actually think is true. I think we're we're, we're pitted up against one another. And my friend um, says, you know, as you get older, you. It, you've got to get thinner. <laughs> you've got to do something to get the numbers down. You've either got to get thinner, or you lie about your age, or you, they want just want less of you. And I yeah. just think that's quite true. You've got to look like you're not real. And that's yeah. the other thing is just the whole surgery. You don't oh. see men completely destroying their faces with surgery, no. in the way that you see women doing it, which is just pressure to stay young and also as well I, I was going to ask you that as well like uh, older actresses that you admire that you know the, the best ones haven't done it and you yeah. actually feel like if you met them in your life you'd cuddle them and go please I just want to thank you for not Botoxing your face or filling your face you're a, a, a character beautiful woman and you've concentrated on your job rather than all of that I mean that in itself yeah. for you that, that has a daughter that drives me crazy like See, I can't I can't watch something when I think someone's face doesn't move I just think, oh, what's the point in that? 
I just look at my mum and I think, you know, you're you're beautiful and you're 80 and you're, yeah. you've got wrinkles and you're still, you know, lovely. Um, it wouldn't be something I'd want to pass on to my daughters as she looks at me disappearing into a kind of no. massive Botox and but fillers. Absolutely not. It's like I'm obsessed with Julie Walters and I was reading an interview with her and I'm just looking at her going, thank God you didn't start all that and there must have been so many people around her in her career telling her to do it. Yeah. Imagine her not being able to move her face when she's doing you know, a comedic role or something serious and you're just so drawn in by her and you believe her and... I'll be watching your face over the next few years. You better not dare have any Botox to hear me. <laughs> do you ever miss um, London, Daniela? Do you ever miss being there? And I know you used to live in um, Notting Hill, is that right? Do you know, I did miss it a lot when I first came back. Right. Um, but then I just had a child, so I was a bit like, I'm just missing my old life a bit. You know, mm. just being able to do what I wanted. So yeah. I think I look back at it really fondly and I think, you know, I had a great time in London. Um, I was making a lot of money. I was able to go out whenever I wanted. I was, you know, I was poncing about a lot of the time, just having fun, <laughs> going into Good. Soho House and the Groucho Club and, you know, and generally misbehaving. Um, so I look back and I think I had a great time. I'm glad yeah. I had that, but I don't miss it now. I don't miss it yeah. when I look at friends of, you know, having to move areas to get their kids into school and the yeah. house prices and the, you know, the the cost of living is so high. But you've had all that experience under your belt and you'll be able to tell your daughter about all that. Yeah, I mean, I would love it. I mean, Claudia will probably want to have a spell in London. I think it's, but you know, I had it good because I was making money. I don't think being yeah. poor in London is be much fun. Uh, no, I bet. I, I've been in London with a bit of money and I've also been in London when I've had to like count up my tube fare. It's not, it's not very nice. I think London's yeah. amazing when you can go somewhere gorgeous for a coffee or go and meet a friend and have something lovely to eat. But I, I like going down now, but I'm the same as you. I don't think I could go back and do that again. Yeah. But I, get, I still get excited if I have to go down and maybe see somebody in a play or something. I love that. But then I'm like, no, I know I'm getting a bit more settled and I like yeah. the fresh air a bit more. But I wanted to, to, to bum you up before we went to say that the, uh, people don't know this, that Daniela has three BAFTAs. Is that quite right? I've got two Scottish and one English. Two Scottish They BAFTAs. don't like each other. <laughs> the, the, the English and the Scottish ones, they just fight. And do you have to separate <laughs> the them? The English one goes, I'm much better than you. Um, <laughs> Which also makes me go... Get that right round you. I know. Because I heard somebody saying once, um, we won a, we won a, we won a, listen to me, I sound so pretentious, we won a, a British BAFTA, if you like, for Balamori. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Balamori, um, Daniela. Yeah, I am. Of course I am. And uh, somebody said, oh, good, good, that's a real BAFTA because she's got a Scottish one and that's not the same. And I was like, I actually think the Scottish BAFTA's the better one because that's all our lot. Yeah. So you... Two Scottish BAFTAs, was that for This Life and Newtown? Yeah, it was for Newtown. I was just wondering, Daniela, when we're, you know, talking about This Life and, and how much of a, an effect it had on the rest of your career, I was just wondering, why do you think that This Life received this cult status? Can, can you sum up for yourself? What do you think from being in, in at the ground from it that made it so iconic? I think it was... It was a very honest depiction of a certain age group, young professionals, 
um, and the, there weren't really morals, whereas in soaps, you have to have the moral of the story is don't do drugs because you'll die or don't have sex with f three guys um, in the in one month because you'll get VD and you'll you'll die. And, um, you know, so we were allowed to explore what it was to be young and get away with it. Um, and there weren't there weren't just big consequences. You know, I think I did ecstasy. I did cocaine. I, I, I drank, I smoked. There's not much I, I didn't do in that show. Um, even I even kissed a woman. Mm. So, yeah, so I think it just hit. It was the right time. It was a. It was in the time train spotting came out at that time. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of attention on, uh, yeah, just that kind of Brit Brit pop, you know, sort of Oasis and Blur, and there, it was just there was a lot of stuff going on um, culturally in Britain, and I think it just it went along that groove and it. That's people just lapped it up. They're just like they're we're being represented honestly, and you know this is what young people behave like. You know, young professionals that you know they they, they misbehave, and 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 I think the, the camera just followed us around, and you could just you could actually end up doing a really heartfelt scene, and you've discovered they would, it was just the back of your head. <laughs> it's oh. like you know it was, but it was just. It was fresh, I think. It, it was that's that was its, its appeal. It's like it's captured in a time, isn't it? When you said it like yeah. that, all the all the the things were timed together so sweetly, weren't they? The the culture yeah. and it just seemed to fit, and it was like the television version of being representative of what was happening at the time, like almost a celebration of that. Yeah, and then there was Blair. You know, politically, we were we had Blair coming into power and. You know, he was part of all that as well. I remember Oasis being part of the whole Blair campaign. and That's right, they went round his house, didn't they? I think it was just, a, it was an exciting, vibey time, yeah. the 90s. But how fantastic that you've been part of that. Like, you've been part of that and be able to look back on it and you were, you, you were all cast so well and played your part so... But, you know, I mean, that's a, a really amazing thing to look back and go, if I did nothing else, I did that. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think that's yeah. to be celebrated. I, I think that's a time that's locked in. Like, when I shut my eyes and I see that time and I hear the music and I see that on the television, it's, it's really exciting. And I think that's why people still now, the next gen coming up, will get a buzz out of that and go, oh, my God, that's of a... Yeah. A, a, a special time that was captured but the, the other thing I wanted to ask you was you know it comes across all the time and I know that and, and thank you for for giving us an insight to to you as a child and all of these other um, interesting things but that you seem fearless then because you you were fearless then and do you feel as fearless now Daniela do you mind me asking you that um I think I think I'm a person that's got a lot of fear, um, but I think, yeah, as I get older, I've, I'm more accepting of myself, and I think the more you accept yourself, the, the less fear fearful you are because you just start thinking your fears are part of you. You know, I fear like anybody will I will I work again? You know, will I be able to, you know, make enough money this year? And all these things, you know are fear driven but um i think i just 
Yeah, I don't know if I've answered that well. No, you have. I think that w without putting words in your mouth, when, when I think about you and, and I hear you talking and I read things about you, you always seem to come across, and I hope you don't hate me for saying this, you come across to me as a survivor. You come across to me as someone that goes, do you know what, you've had things happen to you in, in your, your personal life and you've had all different things, but you're here and you're... You're a survivor, and I think that's what, if anything, the, the inspiration behind this podcast for me seems to be always of like promoting women and holding them up and going, listen, all these things have happened to me, and I'm still here and I'm still doing this. And oh my god, I sound so American. I really don't mean to, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what. That's what, if anything, I can get out of this. When I when I was asking you about being fearless, and I know that um you've said in the press before um that you had some time out because you had um to recover from from um, breast cancer um you know you were talking there about being fearless and is there anything you would like to say about you, your whole experience about about having breast cancer um i think what you said it there is time out i had to take time out because you know i had to have a mastectomy and you you need time to recover from that mentally and emotionally and physically um and you might, I found that physically I got over it much quicker than I did mentally and emotionally. I was really quite traumatised by it. Um, but I think it has made me a lot less uh, fearful just about life in general because it put things into perspective. Mm -hmm. But I, I think my message would be to women is just make sure you do these checks, these mammograms, those callbacks, recalls you know do it because you know i know it had gone into one of my lymph nodes under my arm and you know if i hadn't gone back and sort of followed it up that's your whole lymphatic system you know in jeopardy so i caught it in time um and you know and it was shocking having to have a mastectomy especially as you're sort of getting older and then you think oh my god in fact i did a piece yeah. the other day um for the male and I was like, yeah, and I did this and did that. And then I was like, oh, God, this sounds like a really bad advertisement to get myself a new man. <laughs> you know, like just all these listing, all these terrible things. Um, but no, that's that's all I would really say about that. That's your story and that's your journey. And, and apart from anything, that that's your message. And I think so many times people will read things and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, mm. I'm not going to check. But to, to actually hear you being... You know, you've lived through it. I keep calling you a survivor. You're going to hate me, but it, it is that is something that you've survived, and, and you're going. Please check, and and you know we've all done it. You kind of do it, but don't really do it. But when you hear you saying that, then if 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 two people go and bloody well do the checks properly after listening to this, then something yeah something good's happened there. Do you know what I mean? I think people go, oh, that'll never happen to me, and you're going, well, actually, yeah, it bloody well happened to me. And sometimes in this job you could use this platform for something really, really important. And especially the whole conversation we've been having is about women being empowered and women taking control. And you took control there and thank God yeah. you you caught it in time and thank God you, you took the time to recover. And as you say, physically is one thing, but mentally as well. I mean, can't even imagine what, what that would be like. It was funny after that, we, we sort of sat Claudia down and told her and she was like, are you going to die, Mum? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm going to survive this. I'm, I'm going to get better. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that was just her take on it was like, if you're not going to die, then anything's possible. Wow. And 
you know, you're just going to get better. There you go. And you have, and, yeah. and you're still here, thank God, for us all and for your daughter. And it's amazing, and I'm so excited for your next chapter. I feel like a, a creepy auntie, but I'm just like, <laughs> I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. <laughs> and I hope that I can meet you in person properly in, in a cafe or, or yes, whatever soon. But I genuinely mean it. I cannot thank you enough. This has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, I hope I've not came across as too gushy and annoying, but I cannot tell you thank you. How, thank you. how privileged I feel that you've came on to our, our podcast. Um, I, I'm so, so happy. So thank you so, so much. Now get out there and enjoy that sunshine. Yeah, I know I will. Even if you're in the shade. Yeah, well, you have a good day. Thank you so much, Daniela. Thanks, Julie. See you soon. Take care. I'll see you soon. Definitely. Bye. 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 Well, what a fabulous guest. I want to give a special thanks to Daniela for giving up her time to come on and have a chat with me. Thanks for listening, and you can find new episodes on Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music was performed by the amazing band The Girl Who Cried Wolf, and you can hear more of their music by clicking the link in the description. Thanks also to Matt Ramsey for editing and mixing this episode. And She Was is produced by Solist Productions Limited. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.